Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurman Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masechet Psachim, Daf Mem Zayin Amud Bet, uh, continuing with the uh, analysis of the dispute between Rabbi and Rav Chista about the application of the principle of Ho'il, uh, that uh, f- that cooking, f- preparing food on Yom Tov for Chol would not necessarily be um, actionable as a violation, because theoretically it could be used on Yom Tov. That's Rabbah's position, Rav Chista rejecting it. So Eitav Abaye Abaye challenged his own uncle Rabbah with the following. So a fellow cooks Gidan Hashem in milk on Yom Tov and then eats it. There's five different makot. This is part of that series of how many makot could you possibly generate in one action or a sequence of actions. So there's five. First of all, you cooked a gid, which is inedible, uh, uh, it's prohibited. You also violate, get makot for eating a gid. Now keep in mind, one of them now is for cooking, one of them is for eating. The gid being considered basar here, uh, therefore, you uh, you have another uh, set of makot for cooking meat and milk together. Now, two for cooking, one for eating. Right, so two each. And a third for the cooking, which is heating, uh, firing the wood to make the uh, inflaming the wood to make the fire. Right now, the if. Abayi says to Rabba, who ill is a valid principle, Avaralo Lichayev, that fifth set of makot should not be there, who ill the chazile the because you're allowed to fire up wood for some other things, and you could have made that same fire and cooked other things on it, which are permissible. So, Amale Tepo Kavarava, Ayel Gidan Ashashel Nevela. So, Rabba says, and Rabba has an interesting take on that Mishnah. He says that the original Mishnah should just read, that uh, you lokechamesh, and then the explication of it, he's challenging because he's saying the last one havara really doesn't belong there, and instead it should be gid shel nevela. That's what should be there. <coughs> that the gid was one of a nevela. That would of course be, create a whole host of problems with ein isur chalisur. But we could sidestep by saying it's not rabshimon. But that becomes a problem, because then, in the calculus, three of the sets of makot are for eating, uh, that is, eating gid, eating basar b'chalav, and eating in a vela, and two are for cooking. But Rabbi Chia said that that set of five, a way to remember it was two for, for eating, for th- three were for cooking. V'yitan, Rabbi says, if you're right, then shalosh al-chilatom ba'ilei, Rabbi Chia should have had the opposite, three for eating and two for cooking. El api kavar v'ayel atze muktzeh. So Rabbi said, okay, Take out Havara and say that what you used was wood that was muktza, meaning wood that you used for the fire was wood that was not set aside for use on Yom Tov. Muktza doraita, you're going to get makot for violating muktza, it's doraita. Amar le'in, Rabbi said, yes, tichtiv, hayav yom shishiv echinot ashayavu, in the context of the man, the Torah says that on Friday they should prepare that which they're going to bring, which means the obligation to prepare things in advance of any day that has Kedushat HaYom, where the Shabbat Yom Tov seems to have its roots in the Torah. And as Aratem Mihacha, where does the Torah actually prohibit it? Lo So the Torah, when it says, Lo is alluding to that which was already mentioned in the Man, which was using something that was not part of your Shabbat or Yom Tov world beforehand. So, you yourself told us, Rabbi, and this is somewhat long, that you had asked Rav Chista, or you had asked his colleague, his older colleague, Rav Huna, 
what happens if you bring a lamb from outside? I mean, a fair, uh, meaning um, uh, from the field. It wasn't. Uh, it was muktzah. It wasn't part of your world. And you brought it in to be the tamid. Can you shecht it? Can you bring it as a korban? So he uh, he quotes a in, in the answer that was uh, that was given. Amarlan, uh, Amarli, meaning you told us that what Rav Chista or Ravuna answered was from a pasuk in Yechezkel that says Se achat minatzon minatayim etc. And Se means this is talking about the tamid v'lo bechor. You can't use a bechor for tamid. Achat v'lo maser, not number ten. Min hatzon, meaning it can't be maser behema. Min hatzon v'lo hapalges. It has to be tzon and not a palges, which is an animal in its thirteenth month. Min hamatayim, what's that? So now, min hamatayim, from the 200, that doesn't make any sense in the context of an animal. So, now we're moving to what is used for the nesachim for the tamid. Mimotar shtei meot shenishtaru bebor. That which is left over from 200 in the bor, which leads to mikan la'orla shebatel abmatayim. That's how we know that orla is batel abmatayim. If there's less than one 200th of orla, it's batel. Yisrael, the rest of the pasuk, take a look on the page. Yisrael, it has to be something that you could eat or drink. Meaning, you can't put something on his back that a Jew is not allowed to eat or drink. Mikanamru, this is what the source for. You can't bring tevel as nesachim. You have some grapes and you never separated trumatumasrot. You made wine out of them. You cannot bring that until you separate trumatumasrot. And this is the point of Abayi is bringing this up to Rabbah. I might think that you can't bring from Muktza a mart. What's unique about Tevel is it's an inherent Isur in the Tevel that caused it to be invalidated. Of course, she Isur Gufo Garamlo. So only things which are inherently Asur. Muktza is something external. It has nothing to do with the physicality of the thing or whether it was properly treated, but the way that others relate to it. Was it included in the world for, for Shabbat or Yom Tov? That is uh, the attack on Rabbah. The Amart, here's the point of the attack. Isur Muktza Doraita. If you think Muktza is Doraita, Mali Isur Gufa, Mali Isur Bita Varacha. What do I care where it comes from? The Od, and he piles it on. Hatud Amart, you, Rabbah said, Chiluk Malachot the Shabbat, and Chiluk Malachot Yom Tov. A general problem. You're going to tell me <coughs> that you get uh, Makot for cooking the Gid, which is a Malacha in Yom Tov, and for using Muktzah, which is another Malacha in the way that you, you dealt with it. But we have a rule that Chiluk Malachot HaShabbat and Chiluk Malachot Yom Tov. You can get multiple ma- Makot or multiple Chataot, uh, as we saw in the Sugi on the seventh parak and on in Shabbat, for multiple diff- Malachot on Shabbat. If you're Choresh and Borer and Zorea and, and Ofe and Gozes on Shabbat, you could end up having to bring multiple Chataot. But that's not true about Yom Tov. Yom Tov is one Isur of Malacha, whether you do one manifestation or two or ten, it's all one Isur. So therefore you can't get multiple Malachot for Havara and Muktzeh if Muktzeh really counts. Ella, so Rabbi says, okay, Ape Kavara, Havara should be out again, because he has to have Havara out to, to save the Hoel principle. Vayel Atse Ashera. And what happened was that the wood here is wood of an Asherah tree, Vazaratamihacha, where do you know you're not allowed to use it? When you destroy the Yaradidachat, you can't keep anything from there, so you're not allowed to have own or benefit from anything of Bavarazara, therefore you'd get Makot for that. 
So Abaye didn't stop Rab on that, but a student said to Abaye when he repeated when he reported this entire give and take, you should get two sets of makot for the Atzei Asherah. One for not holding on to any of the cherem, and the second is not bringing something like that into your house or using it. So we're going to fix it for Rab. The wood was wood of hektish. So the same idea as the Asherah, um, that in that it was not an issue of Yom Tov, but it was an issue of, of prohibited wood in general, it was prohibited because it was Hektesh. When the Torah commands us to destroy Avodah it says you should destroy uh, uh, their Asherot and not do the same to Hashem, therefore taking a, a tree that belongs to Hektesh and cutting it down using the wood for a fire, you would have the fifth Makot. So we've saved Rabba's Ho'il. Now, I'm Rambachama. In Bavel, Rambachama, Rav Chista's son-in-law, <coughs> said, Had Rav Chista for Rabba, that that my father-in-law and Rabba disagreed about, Machloket Rav Eliezer of Yeshuahim. And this is why this whole sugi is here. Because remember, our Mishnah is a Machloket Rav Eliezer of Yeshuah about how to deal with taking Chalah on Yom Tov of Pesach B'Tum'ah. Rav Eliezer says, don't call it Chalah till after you've baked it. And Rabbi Shua said, no, you can call it challah, that's not chametz that you're, that you're prohibited from. So he says, that's the same, exact same machlok of Rabbi Shua Rabba. Why? Rabbi Leezer saw Ramin and Ho'il. Rabbi Leezer says, you could say Ho'il, we'll see how that plays out. Rabbi Shua, my law, Ramin and Ho'il. So I'm going to pop a vidil, my aunt can look at Rabbi Leezer, hatam, Ramin and Ho'il. Perhaps Rabbi Leezer only says Ho'il, to eat on the ka'ayli, the tanua, kochar, vachar, achazel, didei. That everyone that you put into the oven could become yours. Meaning that you haven't yet called it challah, and therefore it's all okay as long as you don't call it challah in advance. But here, since um, since uh, all of this is fit for orchim, all the extra bread that you're making on Yom Tov in Rabbi Rav dispute, the devil chazib, it's not fit. None of it's fit for you. In other words, you've already got your amount, and you're making a bunch more. Maybe Rabbi Lezer would not extend Hoel. And Arav Sheish Bereid Ovid Yiv Demalohi, he cuts it in half the other way. Ad kam lokam Rabbi Shua hatam lomin and Hoel. Maybe Rabbi Shua says that we don't say Hoel about the uh, about making the challah. The ikachad lochazia because there's one piece that's not fit for you. Meaning we haven't determined yet which piece it is, but one piece is not fit for you at all because you're not a Kohen. And by the way, since it's Batuma, it's not fit for anybody. Here, all the stuff you have is fit if guests show up. Perhaps we would say Hoel. Now this, of course, is critical because this has saved the subtle attack that Rambacham has on Rabbi Rafhista. Because if indeed they're just replicating an earlier Machloket, why didn't they just say that? So the point is that they're not replicating it. So now the students came back and brought this from Bavel back to Eretz Yisrael and told Rabbi Yirmi and Rabbi Zera, two of the giants in Eretz Yisrael, about Rabbi Merchama's analysis. Rabbi Yirmi Kibla, he accepted it. Rabbi Zera, low Kibla, he didn't like it. So he said to him, We've been bothered by this for several years about why Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi disagree. Now they're quoting a great man, Rabbi Merchama, we shouldn't accept it. Rabbi Zera says, how could I accept it? We know that the, the background to this dispute, Rabbi Shua said to Rabbi According to you, Rabbi Leazar, when you bake this stuff, it includes the some of it's going to be challah. You don't know which one. You're violating malachah. Veshatikle, 
and Rabbi Lazar had no comeback, which means not it's which means that it's not about Hoel. The Ito According to that, Rabbi Lazar should have answered that Hoel, since each piece could have been fit for you, therefore it's not a violation. In the bright, Rabbi Lezer said, You, Rabbi Yeshua, you're violating Bal Yerah Bal and Rabbi Yeshua had no comeback. And do you think that his silence there means something? In our Mishnah, Rabbi Yeshua answered and said, and the answer is the Brighton didn't report Rabbi Shua's answer, it was reported in the Mishnah. So we'll say that Rabbi Yezer's answer to Rabbi Shua is not in our Mishnah. It's somewhere else. So that means that perhaps the silence that shows up in the Brighton doesn't mean that Rabbi Yezer didn't have a comeback, and maybe he did say Hoel, which means maybe Rabbi Yechama's analysis of Hoel, Lo Hoel, is really the Machlo Omrin and Hoel, is the Machlo to Rabbi Yeshua, made stand. To Rabbi Yomer Halachak, Rabbi Yezer, Yitzchak, Rabbi Halachak, Ben Betera. So, as a conclusion to this, Rabbi said that we do follow Rabbi Eliezer, that you that you make the, the dough and don't declare which is Chal until after you've baked it. And Yitzchak says Halachak, Ben Betera, which means that you keep it in cold water so as to avoid the issue of chametz, um, and <coughs> that's not necessarily at odds with Rabbi Eliezer, uh, but it is at odds with Rabbi Shuo, who says that, that we have a uh, a problem with uh, with chimutz here. He says keep it in cold water so it won't become chametz. Okay, kamashiur isa. What is the amount of isa? Meaning, how big is a, a dough that we're talking about? Uh, that you were allowed to make on Pesach, right? That you could keep from getting chametz. Meaning, if you make too big of a dough, it could become chametz on its own. Either two or three kabin, depending on wheat or barley. The opposite. Barley will be chametz quicker, so you got to make a smaller amount. Now we have another one where we have wheat at three, but barley at four. So it's good or not good, depends on the quality. So you could see from here that wheat, which is <coughs> excuse me, um that uh, uh that these small kind of chitim that chasikta are um, are not as good as the positive uh, chitin and tfei green malaita. You see that the that the deficiency of these bad the bad wheat relative to the good wheat is a greater deficiency than bad barley to good barley. Why tilta? Because in the case of the wheat, it goes down by a third from four to three. And here it only goes down by a quarter. Sorry, from three to two. Here it goes from four to three. So Rabba gave a uh, general shiur, uh, which is a uh, kav of a particular place. That's the proper shiur. Um, for, that you could use on Pesach, and also that's the amount of Tzchayim and Chala. Ah, the Hatnan, we have a famous mission that says, five quarters, meaning one cob and a quarter. 
after the Shirim continued to devolve, devolve is the Shir of Chala. So Hachikamar, Kav Melugnoi, Nami Yahai Shirakai. And the answer is the Kav used in Melugnoi is one and a quarter Kav of the standard amount. Our women have the custom of baking <coughs> um, uh, three lugim, right? Meaning that they even make it smaller to make sure that there's no chimutz. You think it's a chumra? That's a chumra that's going to lead to a kula. Because as a result of that, they don't take chala because they have small amounts in every dough. What they do is they follow Rebbe If you take small breads out of the oven, you put them in a basket, which means they make these little doughs so they don't get chametz and become chametz, and then they put them together and the doughs touch each other, um, and so they're in one basket, and therefore they take challah from them. We rule that That's only the kind of loaves that make a mavel that when they're hot, you put them next to each other, and they get kind of connected. They kind of bite each other, as it were. Regular round things that don't low. said, no, even if they're not uh, tying into each other. What if you have a basket um, that has no uh, no uh, lip around it, and you just put them like a flat plate, and you put them on there? Does that make them worn or not? Do we need some sort of uh, of a receptacle? Maybe you just need to be in the same space. We have no answer. Rishua says that the being in the oven together is what brings them together, but not in the basket together. And that's what we saw earlier on, as an opinion of the Amoraim, that the Babylonian kind of loaves, which if they're near each other, they get connected and tied into each other, are mitzvah for challah. Okay, one small mishnah. Three women can... Um, can uh, knead together um, and uh, and put things into the oven together, and it's not chimut zu acharzu. They can work on dough together. Achat lasha, one needs. One lays it out. Achat ofa, the other puts it into the oven. Not all women are the same, not all wood is the same, meaning heat, not all ovens are the same. So I call tafach to tosh If it starts to build up, then she should immediately put cold water on it to knock it down. Okay, Tanavan Lasha, Himekatevchavita, Lasha Tahteha. So uh we have a brighta that describes <coughs> and says that if the, uh, the this is based on the Rabbanan who said that they should all work on the same dough, each one doing a different job, if the first one went ahead and kneaded, um, then um, then and she made it big enough for the, the little oven that they're using, then then so they kind of go in a cycle. So then it goes in a cycle of what each person does. As long as they're involved in kneading or in laying it out or baking it, it's not going to be chimutz. Chimutz only happens when you let it sit. 
Kiva Omer, Loko Hanashim, etc. So in the Mishnah, Rekiva said, not all women are the same, etc. Tanya Rekiva, Dante is from Gamliel. I said this is from Gamliel. I'm Dino Abenum, and Hashim is result, and Hashim is Shainan's result. Beitzim Lachim, Beitzim Yerashim, Tarachim, Tanur, Tsonena. We're talking about women who are very energetic and very careful or not. We're talking about moist wood or dry wood. Are we talking about a already heated oven or cold oven? He said, we just can follow what the Chachamim said, which is that if it starts to puff up, then she should put uh, cold water in it and, uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, as a way of, of lowering it down. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We're going to pick it up in the next podcast. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.